Cynthia A. Thomas is a licensed counselor in the state of Maine. She is also licensed and ordained with the International Church of Foursquare Gospel. Cynthia's teaching is focused on ordinary people learning an extraordinary way of loving God and loving others. Where church isn't a building, it's people learning together and encouraging each other to follow the teaching of Jesus. Thanks for joining today, and now here is Cindy with today's focus. In the last podcast, I made the comment that we really need to make friends with the word repent. I said that repent is actually a victory word. I was not planning to use this as a topic for this podcast, but God seemed to awaken me at 4 a.m. one morning this week and started talking to me about this. As I sat down that day to begin this new podcast subject, I was looking through sermons, or I was about to, and pray about the week's topic, and the word repent kept coming back to me. So here we go. In the last podcast, I spoke about the fact that I thought it was amazing to realize that the first message we're told from John the Baptist in Matthew 3, 1 and 2, and the first message we're told from Jesus himself after he came out of the temptation of the wilderness in Matthew 4:17, is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. One time I was talking to someone and they told me Uh, what was going on in their life, and it wasn't a huge big thing. It was more like one of those little frustrating things that you can't seem to get a handle on. After listening to him for a while, it was clear to me that this person needed to adjust the way they were thinking and doing in this situation. And I casually said, well, maybe you just need to repent here. He looked horrified at me and responded saying, well, I don't think it rises to that level. It's not really that bad. I was a bit surprised by the reaction, but as I thought about how many people review uh, view the word repent, I understood why he likely reacted that way. Repent has not been a friendly word that denotes onward to victory. We've used it more like a bad word for condemning some people or actions or attitudes. And throughout history, there have been some bad actions that need serious repentance. And probably many of us have seen the very energetic preacher or an actor on a biblical movie where the cry is going out, repent, (laughs) followed by a list of very bad actions that need to be repented of. And it is true, repentance is serious business. And the more a person deviates from the Word of God and gets out of alignment in their lives, the more people they will hurt. When we repent of those deep kinds of harm toward others, then repentance can and should be accompanied by great sorrow and grieving for what we've done. The consequence of some of our actions can be significant and lifelong especially if we've done something that there's just no way to make right, no way to come back from, like murder, for instance. So while there is forgiveness from God and we can be made right with Him for eternity's sake, we will suffer the consequence of some of our actions here on earth. 
Read about David's life. He was called a man after God's own heart, and yet some of the choices he made caused havoc in his family for the rest of his life. I am convinced that he was a man after God's heart because he knew how to repent and still serve his God even through the hardships he would endure because of the consequences of his choices. We could go back further than David, that's for sure. Look what happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. Some choices in life that we make cannot be undone. They can only be repented of. Then going forward, we do our best with God's grace to deal with the consequences in a way that honors and follows God. The good news is that God forgives a truly repentant heart and stays with us to heal and deliver and walk with us through the consequences. So I can understand why people may feel the word repent is a bit scary if that word is used in a sentence. Because some really bad things have happened that have called for repentance. Both John the Baptist and Jesus put out the call first thing in the accounts of their ministries in Matthew. In Matthew. So we know that repent is an important thing. <laughs> well, what does the word actually mean? As I considered that, I looked it up in the Strong's Concordance and it says as follows, to think differently or afterwards, that is to reconsider, morally to feel compunction, to repent. Well, that seems kind of clear, doesn't it? That word by itself doesn't seem particularly ominous or threatening. Evidently, to repent is to recognize I'm supposed to reconsider something which has come to my attention through some moral hesitation or regret or second thought about an action, attitude, or situation where I'm supposed to think differently. The Amplified Bible is one of those Bibles that is a bit challenging to read because it gives definitions of certain words in the actual text that we're reading. It amplifies a word or a phrase so that we can understand more the, of the fullness of it as it was translated to English from Hebrew or Greek. Let's read Matthew 1.3 in the Amplified because it amplifies the word repent. Repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We see a pattern here of agreeing with God that a change is needed in our inner self and thought life, like the Romans 12 to renewal of your mind. Then we acknowledge with regret how we've been doing things wrong. And from there, we begin actions changed to go forward in life that show our repentance as we seek God to make our paths straight before us. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. We're told that it's not just a change of mind we need, 
It's a change of actions that follow. In Matthew 3.8, John the Baptist calls it bearing the fruit of repentance. In other words, what grows from our life is going to show the change that we claim. When my kids got off course with life and we'd be dealing with it, they'd often say, I'm sorry, Mom. And my answer would be something like, thank you, I'm glad you're sorry, and I forgive you. Now I need to see the fruit of repentance. (laughs) Agreeing with God, or your parents, and feeling regret is all well and good, and God forgives. But to repent includes actions going forward that realign with what is right before God. Now remember, when a tree bears fruit, there is a growth process. When we repent, we will then enter a process of growing from glory to glory toward the likeness of our Christ, 2 Corinthians 3.18. And the fruit produced from that growth should be evident to others. Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will. When we become followers of Jesus, we are being told here that we all need to watch out that we don't think and act like the world. We are told our thinking is in the process of being renewed, and here it shows our personal responsibility to press into God that He may give each of us the discernment of His will for us. If you haven't listened to my very first podcast called Be a Sieve, I would encourage you to listen to it as I speak about our personal responsibility to learn from God and not just totally believe whatever anyone else tells us about him. In some of my other podcasts, you've heard me say that there is an our part and a God's part to this faith walk. We are in partnership with Christ in us, the hope of glory, to be all God created us to be on this earth and to do his will. We must be willing to follow God from glory to glory as we grow up and are being transformed into the likeness or image of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18 God's part made the way open for us to come to Him, and He continues to show us the way by His Holy Spirit and His Word. Our part is to follow Him as His disciples. Our part is to renew our minds by pressing into Jesus and learning from his word so that we are changed by the power of God. And by the way, that power is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. That is the power that quickens our mortal bodies to live in his life. Romans 8:11. The word repent covers everything in us that needs to be renewed in our thinking and readjusted in our actions. It can be big or little. Most of us think of the big things pretty fast, like we talked about. 
We think of, like, murder, adultery, stealing, lying, things like that that need to be repented of. Those are definitely on one end of the repent spectrum. However, it's a big spectrum. So, what might be on the other end of that spectrum? You know, those seemingly little things that still might be out of alignment with God's Word. Well, I'll tell you some of those things that God has had me renew my thinking and realign my actions concerning over the years. One time I fell through a bridge and I had a wound on my leg that had me in the wound clinic for months and took years to heal. Still to this day, under various circumstances, I can get shooting pain sensations of some kind and what seems almost like a fear reaction in my physical leg. For those who don't understand how a body can actually react for years, even after it's been healed from a physical trauma that happened, well, I'm here to tell you that although I don't fully understand how that happens either, I can testify that it does happen and it is a real thing. There are some trauma reactions in our brain that signal those nerves of potential danger and our body can get triggered with a physical response even when we don't expect it or even when we aren't thinking about the trauma. Anyway, I felt like this wound took forever to heal. Of course, it was restricting my activities on everything and I was getting frustrated and weary and waiting for healing and normalcy to return to my life. In my frustration, I started being disgusted with my situation and kept referring to my stupid leg as the source of my discontent. Finally, one day, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, why do you keep cursing your leg? Why aren't you speaking blessing and healing over it. I sat stunned for a few seconds and then I thought, oh my word, he's right. And I find in these moments God is usually right. <laughs> okay, he's always right. <laughs> my next thought was, I'm here asking God to heal me as I speak curses over my own leg. How unhelpful is that? <laughs> well, there was only one reasonable thing I could see to do. Repent. <laughs> so I followed the scriptural outline we talked about earlier for repentance. I agreed with God that my actions, in this case my words, were not in line with scripture. Therefore, a renewed mind and changed actions were needed. I acknowledged with regret that I'd been speaking words over my leg that were death and not life. And here it's always good to say you're sorry to God and thank Him for His forgiveness and getting you back on the right path again. And lastly, I planned and began an action change to start bearing fruit of my repentance. I found scripture to speak life and healing over my leg, thanking God for His power to heal. Then there's all the little times 
when the Spirit of God does what I lovingly refer to as jerk my chain <laughs> to get my attention. It's this little stab of conscience that accompanies uh, the Word of God spoken. One time I was angry and I was about to unleash my skill with words onto the situation. And that little chain jerk happened in my spirit and I heard the anger of man does not the righteousness of God, Cindy. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. And then the voice was silent. That word is from James 1, 19 and 20, by the way. At that moment, in a matter of seconds, I had a choice. Do I go with my feelings and the words I so wanted to say right then? <laughs> or... Did I agree with the word and acknowledge my temptation to act out of alignment with the word being spoken to me in that moment? Did I repent? Well, on good days, I repent quickly. And on not so good days, I don't repent as quickly. And God has to guide me through a cleanup mission when I don't. God's blessing is on obedience to his word, but he will forgive and walk us through any of the messes we get ourselves into. Thank you, Jesus. We just might have to live with some unpleasant consequences of any unscriptural choices we make. I'm running out of time here, and I have so many stories I could tell about my own life because the truth is that all of us should be repenting daily about something. We can't grow from glory to glory without making friends with the word repent. It is a victory word. It means to recognize that we are thinking or doing something that is not in line with God's word. We acknowledge that truth before God, asking him to manifest his love, forgiveness, grace, and mercy to help us realign with him and his truth. And then we make amends to others if that needs to be done. Repent is a victory word that leads to deliverance, healing, and freedom in Christ. Psalms 139, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive way in me, and lead me in your way everlasting. We need to open ourselves up to God every day to have ears to hear what the Spirit says so that we might have eyes to see where our growth areas are. Then we daily repent and realign our thoughts, actions, and attitudes with the Word of God in order to grow from glory to glory toward the likeness of our Jesus. The first message in Matthew of John the Baptist and Jesus was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven, this kingdom of our God in Christ, is at hand. The Messiah, Jesus, has come, 
and the kingdom is now expanding with Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27 It is expanding wherever two or three are gathered together in Jesus' name. Matthew 18.20 And it will come to its fullness at the end of this age. Since that is true, seek Jesus. Repent regularly. Walk in growth and overcoming victory. And keep on keeping on in Jesus, everyone. <laughs> Till next time. And that concludes today's segment. We hope to see you next time as you learn the extraordinary ways of loving God and others.